The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Welcome to Wilfred Watches Podcast, an American podcast about professional wrestling. And in the past six months, my show has turned into be kind of an interview chat session with people every week. And uh, we've had wrestlers like TK Cooper, PCO, Eddie Kingston, and so many others. But today, I have the queen of interviews. And uh, she's still a new kid on the block, but already running the block, I'd say. Uh, Alicia Atout, welcome. Hello, that was such a lovely intro. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. So I was browsing through your YouTube and I was trying to find like, okay, what bands has she gotten into? Let's check Let's check it out. And I saw <laughs> you interviewed like the Antlers, We Are Scientists, Courtney Barnett and others. And I was super impressed by that. And then I was oh, like, awesome. you you were like pretty young when you did those. So, so was it kind of easy for you to get some of these chats or were you, did you have to be like super persistent and kind of like stick around after the show like how did that go for you so everything was pre-set up as far as the ones you named goes those are about a year and a half into my interviewing career and my interviewing website ambi so those are pretty much me having connections with i think for the labels or the bands you mentioned it would be like warner music and sony music and universal music so um it took a while to kind of get on their radar for it to kind of be taken seriously since I was so young but I think once they realized hey she has the interview chop she's going to grow because she is so young they took a chance on me and I ended up nailing interviews with these really awesome artists so it's cool you went back and searched through those that, yeah. just hearing those names I'm like you forget you interview some of these people you know <laughs> yeah like I, I, I'm a huge fan of the antlers and I was like holy crap and there's a lot of really big names that you've heard uh, that you've got to speak to and uh, I was really, really impressed because I looked back and it seems like the wrestling discussions have been a little more new to you. So uh, how did that kind of how did that transition go? Because when you go through your your YouTube archive, it's like bands, bands, bands. And then, boom, there's Colt Cabana and wrestling. And <laughs> how did that transition kind of go for you? I like how you chose the word boom when you said Colt's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it came instinctively, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, very nice. Um, yeah, so I ended up doing the music stuff for about four years, and it got to the point where my name started to get known for doing interviews. So I decided to take the plunge into wrestling since I've been a wrestling fan since I was a kid. And luckily, after my first one, I posted it. And my biggest worry was, am I going to get backlash from my hardcore music fans? They're going to think, what the hell is she doing? <laughs> Why did she decide to do this? But luckily, there really wasn't any backlash at all. So the interview did so well, I decided to start working for an indie promotion, doing interviews at their promotion, and then just kind of branched out into other jobs and locations and traveling and now, you know, what I'm doing now, it's now more more wrestling than music, funny enough. Yeah, I noticed that transition. It's like full wrestling now. And we even see you on Impact. We see you on a lot of independent shows and stuff. And um, it's interesting how you said that. Like, music is its own kind of genre. And then there's like a sub-genres of different 
types of music. And wrestling's kind of similar. Like wrestling is a genre, but then there's like all these different subgroups of wrestling. Um, but I would just say to you, like it's it, your your attitude is very positive. So it, I think that smoothed your transition. Just in my eyes, I think it's it's easier to like you because you're just really positive. So just Thank kudos you. to that. Yeah. Um, so did any wrestlers or even a band ever kind of intimidate you just based on their like status or their persona? I'm allowed to curse on here, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want to, go for it. Okay, um, I was like shitting bricks when I had to interview Metallica. <laughs> um, they're uh, yeah. One of the, yeah, they're one of the biggest names in music and pop culture um, in metal. And so when that opportunity came about and my contact said, yes, this interview is firm, you're going to interview them. I was so overwhelmed with excitement and pride and nerves. And now nerves don't kick me as hard. But back then I was what, 19 when I got that Metallica interview. Wow. So yeah, so it just really made me, I think it hit me, like, what you're doing is right. These bands and their management and the people that represent them want you to sit down with them. You're on the right path, kid. And it hit me really hard, and it was emotional. And I remember as soon as he walked into the room, he was so sweet. He was so nice. He had a huge smile on his face, Robert. And the interview was amazing. So that one, though, I was so nervous for, because you never know what kind of person you're going to get. And even if they're known for being a super joyful person, all it takes for them is for them to have a, a rough day. They come in, they're a little, you know, that's an attitude. And mm-hmm. he was not like that at all. He was just wonderful. So that interview I was so scared for, but I had no reason. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I, I started this talking about New Japan uh, mostly, like, six months ago. And mm-hmm. I have no experience whatsoever. But I totally saw you and many other people, podcasters and a lot of other different people, as, as inspiration. Like, you know, screw it. Just do it. Just get a mic and talk. And... And it's really paid off, even though I still get terrified when I speak to some wrestlers. Um, like speaking to Eddie Kingston like two weeks ago was terrifying because he's been wrestling as long as I've been around. So um, that sounds similar to like Metallica for you. Like they've been doing their craft for as long as you've been alive. So that's that's pretty wild. Um, but uh, so Courtney is somebody on the Patreon that we have set up, patreon.com slash Wilford Watches. And she has a question. She says, what would you give, what advice would you give to aspiring interviewers, whether they be teenage, 35, 55, however many years old? Uh, what kind of inspiration or, or advice would you provide to these people? Well, a few minutes ago, you were mentioning just do it. And I think that's the biggest thing. Don't get in your head about it. If you have a passion for something, just do it. Don't be afraid to fail because... All it takes is one yes. There was a time where I first started in music six years ago, and I got so many no's when it first started, whether it was, oh, we'll add you to a mailing list, as simple as that, or, oh, no, you don't get to interview this band. And all it took was one yes, and that one yes for me when it first started was probably when I interviewed Frank Turner, who's a really big artist in the UK, and he had just came off of playing the Olympics opening ceremony, and his name completely just went massive and he said yes I will do an interview with you and then people started taking me more seriously then I got some much bigger interviews and all it took was that one yes so do not be afraid to fail because if you fail it doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong it just means that wasn't your time and stuff can come and the other thing is just have a positive attitude and treat people the way you want to be treated because if you come off like a douchebag no one's gonna want to work with you no one's gonna want to support you And if it is a facade and you're just pretending, a lot of people see through that. So Mm -hmm. just be yourself because if you're yourself, then a lot of people 
as long as yourself is nice, um, they'll attach themselves to you and yeah. you'll end up getting not only an amazing fan base, but just an amazing community that you can rely on, go to questions with. and That's great advice. Just yeah. Friends. Yeah. Like I, I would totally back you up on that. <laughs> just, just do it. Just do it. Just who yeah. cares if you get nobody listening to your stuff or nobody views your YouTube, that's fine. Just keep doing it because eventually if you, you'll get it worked out right to where somebody will listen, somebody will dig it and share the passion with you. Um, so my friend John, who's also on the Patreon, asks that you are only 23 and he has uh, teenage daughters who check out YouTube frequently and you are already a role model to some people like his daughter. <laughs> and I wondered if you have considered the impact you've made already at such a very young age for younger women and young, you know, aspiring interviewists and video, uh, you know, programmers and stuff like that for YouTube and stuff. Like, have you thought about that? Because you have created an impact for a lot of young folks. I, you know what I mean? Well, thank you. Um, it's kind. It kind of shocks me because I have. I do notice it because it gets told to me, and it's hard to ignore when someone's telling you, "Hey, you've impacted my life," or um, "I've changed this," or "I've become better." Or I've. I've literally had people tell me. It, it goes from one extreme to the other, where it's kind of subtle, and they say, "Hey, I'm now taking journalism because of you," which is incredible. Wow. Or to, "Hey, I was really going through a rough time, or I had a disease, or I was hospitalized, and I watched your videos, and they were the highlight of my day." And to me, that just like talking about it right now, it brings tears to my eyes because knowing that I'm just some, or was, I guess I'm an adult now, but uh, when I was just a, a kid behind the camera, um, mm. doing this as a hobby, and it kind of ricocheted into what it has now. I I never thought that. So for me to be able to help people through rough times or just bring a smile to their face or they laugh at something stupid mm. I say in an interview, <laughs> it means the world to me. Because if it weren't for people watching, there's no point in, in me doing this because it really is the, the it's, not, it's not an ego thing. It's just knowing if I can do this and make myself happy and make others happy, then I've got a really cool gig going. So. Oh, that's so sweet to say. Isn't that I'm cool? Really, I'm really yeah. Happy. yeah I was really crazy. glad to get that question because I was like, wow, I wonder if she's even kind of thought about that yet because you're very young and it's kind of early in your life to reflect on things. But you should take a step back sometimes and say, hey, it's not bad. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not shabby, right? <laughs> so, so on that, do you, there's a lot of really good, a lot of Canadians and French Canadians in professional wrestling and there's a lot of announcers you know have renee young now at the at the broadcast table and stuff um who did you have an inspiration do you have somebody that you kind of model your life after or like a musician or or somebody in the media that you kind of idolize or model your career after yeah so there's two different ways i always loved looked at inspirations and people to model myself after one it's I always try to watch and almost overanalyze people when I watch them to pick up on things I really love that they do, and then maybe little mannerisms of things that I wouldn't do in a professional setting. I'm not saying that they're doing anything wrong, but just so I can craft my own style. Mm -hmm. But the other thing to that is then I don't want to watch other people because I want to be an individual. I want to be Alicia too and not have anyone else compare me to someone else, if, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. so, it's this weird line that I always try to not cross where I want to watch people to take inspiration, but then you don't because you don't want to pick up on something they do. And then you're like, oh, shit, that's like their thing. I'm not do. I don't. Why am I doing it? So I wouldn't say there's one person. My biggest inspirations are, are my family, like hands down, because they were the ones who said when I was that 16 year old girl. 
hey, yes, do this. If you don't go to college or university, that's fine. That can be a fallback if need be. And luckily it hasn't had to have been. But uh, they're definitely the ones that support me the most aside from my fans. And uh, they're the ones I always go to for help. Uh, So, yeah, definitely friends and family. Those are my closest relationships and inspirations. So what is that school? Do you have a degree in something that we don't know about? What is what is your backup? I'm curious. Uh, high school. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> did you take a college course? No, um, I applied for a few different colleges and universities here in Toronto. I was accepted to all of the ones that I applied to. And then I realized this isn't what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to. I'm not saying other people waste money because obviously college and university can be an incredible thing for people. Mm-hmm. But in my situation, I didn't want to put forth that amount of cash for something I really felt could be self-taught so I decided not to go I declined the stuff I was accepted to or you know just didn't reply whatever I don't remember and I decided to just go ahead with it especially because my parents were backing me and that's probably the best decision I ever made because if isn't that it's kind of nuts it's cool because you you, at this time you kind of already had something kind of started you already kind of had the fire burning a little bit so and I was so scared because every friend, every other kid in school, they were all going to university. Mm. And I remember I was so scared. Like, am I making the wrong decision here? Am I just going to fail? And then it was, you know, the whole don't be afraid to fail thing. I told myself, worst case, I'm that kid who comes into school a year or two later. No big deal at all. And I just get a degree in something. But it just I wasn't excited about school. I never really have been my whole life. So yeah. this just made sense. And it's really not too late, honestly. I mean, uh, I know nobody cares about me, but I'm I'm 33 and I'm going to college now because I didn't go for so long. And it's like, you know, there's plenty of time for you. So trust no, me. No, and that's yeah. exactly it. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to, whether you didn't go to university originally or let's say that you do have a degree, but you have to go back when you're even 40 if you want to fulfill something else. Like there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. So by no means am I preaching like, oh, university is bad. No, but no. In, some, in some cases, you just you just don't need it so or or you luck out or you just are a hustler and you make things work so yeah to each their own really i'm just glad my path worked out the way it did so uh, there's you know you've been an impact you've been all over the independent scene with so many different programs um but aew is a name that will will not uh be quiet they are on the scene they're building their foundation they're going to be a major player in the very near future. It looks like within the next one to two years, probably. Um, are you looking to stay like Kota Ibushi and be a freelancer and just go kill it wherever you are? Or are you ready to hunker down with like a big brand if, if, it's, if it's right for you? If the opportunity came about and the terms made sense, I would 100% sign with with a bigger promotion Mm. for sure and i've said on many podcasts on my site on youtube i love the people behind aew because from day one when i was very small and not that i'm massive now i want to be so much bigger than i am now but when i was like barely anything those elite guys took such a chance on me and i'm so thankful for that so to be able to be a part of something that they're now making another history making type thing that's just freaking blowing the yeah, rest world it's insane um to be a part of something like that and just to get to work with people i really look up to admire and love as wrestlers oh it'd be crazy it'd be so cool so yeah i'm definitely not opposed to that one bit so talking about wrestling what's your favorite move 
Ooh, move. Yeah, what's your favorite move that you like just you just have so much joy when you see it happen? Let's just let's just picture MJF getting a move. Which move oh, would it be? <laughs> oh my gosh. I saw him uh yesterday. Unfortunately, <laughs> at an alpha I have another show. MJF question later, but first uh I'm curious oh, yeah, about yeah. your move. <laughs> oh my gosh, um face moves. That's actually such a I've never been asked that. That's a question. Um I'm trying to think. So I like I like a good fisherman soup, like a perfect plex. I love a good perfect plex. I love a pile driver, like old school Terry Funk pile driver. Yeah, those are actually great. Um, those are some of mine. Maybe if that helps you think about. I think a good DDT. Yeah, it's like old it school Jake so, the Snake kind of. Yeah, it looks so gnarly. And I love now how there's so many different adaptations of it. And then cutters. I think now... Like, cutters were cool back in the day, but now there's so many different versions of them. Like, literally just out of the sky, you see people doing <laughs> yeah. them. Or it's, like, it's, it's crazy. So, I think the reason it took so long to think about that answer is because there are a lot of so many moves and people are so innovative now. So, man, that's hard. But I'd probably, yeah, DDT or some new creative cutter. Like, like I have to give props to um, Jake Christ from OVE. Like, mm-hmm. his Christ cutter is freaking crazy. I love that move. Like I always pop for that. So and that's yeah. the thing I love about moves like that because you, it, it, it's things like AJ Styles did like a simple elbow drop, but he adds like a little flair to it, and it's its own thing now. That's oh, Kyrie, Kyrie Sane's elbow. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I got really excited. No. Kyrie's elbow <laughs> is freaking like amazing. I yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love how these moves evolve. It's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. So follow up to that question: Would you take one of those bumps? Uh, no <laughs> are you kidding no um i always get asked will you wrestle will you do this or that like i would not want to take a ddt and actually a cutter i mean it looks pretty brutal when you watch it but when you like see the way it's done and stuff i, I, I can maybe take a cutter i just so, have to learn how to really sell that baby <laughs> oh i'm pretty sure you can like really flop around for a while and sell it yeah um, exactly so another question I just thought of when you said Cutter, what was your reaction to the whole Nia Jax um, Royal Rumble appearance? I thought it was pretty flippin' amazing. I thought it was really cool. For me, I'm all I'm all about just whether you're male or female, just have good wrestlers in the ring. And I think she's she's pretty cool, and she's definitely developed and gotten so much better even from where she was six months ago. Mm-hmm. So I went from thinking, oh, she pretty much just like, well, what she did for a while was just like drop her leg drop, sit on someone and then pin them. And I'm like, I'm not excited by that. But she's gotten so much better on the mic. I feel like her athleticism is getting so much better. And as a person just watching her on, you know, those like dramas and stuff, she's I like her. So um, she's like a no bullshit kind of gal. And I think wrestling needs that. And mm-hmm. I thought it was cool just seeing her whip a bunch of guys butts. Yeah, let's flip the script. I mean, she can take it and she could also give it. And um, that's that's what it's all about. So Exactly. Um, so let's get to the MJF question. And let's do this quickly okay. so he doesn't, you know, get too inflated by this. Um, uh, how does his scarf smell? I imagine it smells like some teenage kind of cologne, like a teenager would wear. Is, is it really bad or is it kind of decent? Uh, I, I try to stay as far away from him. <laughs> I think I've had a sniff of that in a while. Um, <laughs> I actually told him, like, do you ever wash that thing? Oh, or do you Christ. just have 20? You have 20 of them? Like, how does it work? And he never, you know, he never tells me. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure it stinks, just like his personality. 
<laughs> Perfect answer. Okay, let's move to the next one. Um, so my buddy Luke uh, has a really cool show, Omega Luke Podcast, and he says, uh, what is your favorite or most memorable answer that you've gotten from someone and who was it? So I guess wrestling or music related. Um. Okay, there was this one time I interviewed Rosemary. It was the first time I interviewed her. And we were shooting the breeze and I did this little part of it, like a little game where I started saying words that people called her. So we had crazy, manipulative, demonic, and one of those words was unhinged. And she was supposed to respond off each of them. So I'd say, oh, people think you're crazy. And she kind of defend it in a way. Mm-hmm. And it was a little game. And so when I said unhinged, she turned to me and she just went, like a door? And everyone... <laughs> Everyone just laughs so hard, and I'm there interviewing this demon, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, you can't laugh, but it was such a genuine, like, cute answer, and I'm like, this is this has put me in such a mood. Like, it was so great. So that was, that was I'd probably say that one. That was so memorable. Like, that, is, like a that is solid gold. I mean, she has uh, comedy as a backup, it looks like. So, um, so what what are some names, some wrestlers that because you're on the independent scene a lot, you see a lot of local talents, a lot of regional talent. What's one or two names that we should keep tabs on in 2019? All right. So they're fresh on my brain because I was hanging with them yesterday, but I probably would have said them anyways. Um, Josh Alexander. Oh, he. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I like that reaction already. Uh, he is so insanely talented, known for Canadian strong style. And he's just seriously a force to be reckoned with anytime i see him wrestle he's just so strong and his determination to just not only get more fit but just come up with more innovative moves it's really inspiring so mm-hmm. check out josh alexander uh there's another guy his name's kobe durst and he is also canadian he is just crazy like he <laughs> wants to take the most insane bumps you can imagine and he usually as long as you're working with the right people, like ends up not having a scratch on him afterwards. Like he knows what he's doing and he's just crazy. He's like a madman to watch. So awesome. That's those fantastic. two. That's... I would definitely say, and they're fresh in my mind. Cause as I said, I was with them both yesterday. Uh, but yeah, they're really great wrestlers. All right. So last question I have is mania weekends coming up. Where do we expect to see you during mania weekend? All right, so Mania Weekend, I am going to be at the Destiny Wrestling Show on April 4th. And then on the Friday, Saturday, I'm going to be working for WrestleCon, hosting some events for them each day. And then I'm actually going to be signing for the convention as well. So if you guys happen to be at WrestleCon, find me there. I'm going to have 8 by 10 some merch. And even if you guys don't pick something up, I just love saying hey to people. So, yeah. Um, I will be there and then I'm in talks with a few other promotions and to do a few more signings and stuff, but I can't announce it yet. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be busy every single day. It's going to be for like four days straight and I'm very, (laughs) um, okay. So I'm going to flip the script here. I'm going to give you the microphone. Do you have any questions for Wilfred? Okay, so as an interviewer, we always want to go after the people that we've admired since we were little, or we want to interview the people we see on the big screen where we're like, oh my gosh, I just need them on my show. So for you, who is that one where if they if they gave you that yes, that opportunity, you would just lose it completely? I would absolutely lose it for a couple people. Um, probably Shinsuke, because um, I've been okay. watching New Japan for about seven years now. So Shinsuke's my boy. Um I would probably 
want to uh, have a little freak out session if Kota Ibushi and a translator was with him. Um, we got to speak. Um, but I also fear that I would just be like slamming my words all over the place and like drooling slightly. But those are my two. So Shinsuke and Kota. All right. As long as they bring like a towel with them, then you're yeah. good. <laughs> Uh, very cool Alicia where can we find you on the interwebs because you, you're in a lot of different places you have a lot of you mentioned your merch and your 8x10 stuff like that where can we find you um, on the interweb yes on the internet all you guys have to do is search up Alicia 2 or go to aliciaatoot.com if you hit up my website you will find links to my twitter facebook instagram and youtube um, facebook is facebook.com slash interviews. both instagram and twitter is at aliciaatoot and youtube is youtube.com slash a music blog yeah and if you guys do go to alicia2.com there's also my merch store i have a bunch of collaboration t-shirts whether it's pro wrestling tees black craft wrestling eight by tens pins stickers i'm getting some kiss cards coming in very very soon so there's a lot of stuff so if you just follow me i'm sure you'll see me tweeting about it because i'm very open with my fans i write everyone back uh, as long as your stuff's not weird you know <laughs> okay. like i love weird i'm a weirdo but just don't cross that line guys Absolutely. and then yeah, um, I love saying hey to people. So reach out, give me a follow. I follow fans back, and I'll see you on the interwebs or in person. Come out to yeah. a show. Yeah, WrestleCon. There's so many. She's all over the damn world. It's ridiculous. So go say hey to her. Trying. Try <laughs> um, thank you very much for your time, Alicia. Very much appreciated for taking a few minutes out of your day. And I wish you all the success um, in 2019 and beyond. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for the fun questions. I really appreciate you taking the time. My pleasure.